Milan Vertical Burland of Alluring History While Milan, Milano, may not be the first city a tourist thinks of when planning a trip to Italy, it has more than its share of attractions, not to mention history. For all its workaholic reputation as the money and business center of Italy, it's a city with an influential past and a rich cultural heritage. Consider that St. Augustine was baptized in a basilica that stood at what is now Piazza del Duomo. Artists Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci, the composer Verdi, the great tenor Enrico Carusone, and designer Giorgio Armani all lived and worked here. Toscanini conducted regularly at La Scala. Napoleon was crowned, actually, he crowned himself, inside the Duomo. Mussolini founded the fascist party here. And the entire fashion world looks to Milan's catwalks twice a year for the season's fashions. All this history, not to mention the considerable wealth generated by its favored commercial position, has left Milan with an abundance of art, cultural, and architectural treasures for you to enjoy. The large Piazza del Duomo in front of the cathedral is Metro Hub, and you find plenty of things to do near the Duomo. In tiny Piazza dei Mercanti, you will feel as though you have stepped back into the Middle Ages as you stand beneath the stone market arcade in front of the 13th century Palazzo della Ragione. Jump forward several centuries to enter the elegantly donned Galleria Vittorio Emanuel II, facing the Duomo. Walk through it to emerge in front of the world's most famous opera house. It's all within a five-minute walk. You'll find these and more of the best places to visit with this handy list of the top attractions in Milan. Il Duomo, Milan Cathedral The massive cathedral of Santa Maria Nascent, which the Milanese call just, Il Duomo, is among the world's largest, it holds up to 40,000 people, and most magnificent churches, the ultimate example of the flamboyant Gothic style. It was begun in the 14th century, but its facade was not completed until the early 1800s under Napoleon. The roof is topped by 135 delicately carved stone pinnacles and the exterior is decorated with 2,245 marble statues. The dim interior, in striking contrast to the brilliant and richly patterned exterior, makes a powerful impression with its 52 gigantic pillars. The stained glass windows in the nave, mostly 15th to 16th centuries, are the largest in the world, the earliest of them are in the South Isle. Highlights include the seven-branched bronze candelabrum by Nicholas of Worden, C1200, in the north transept, the 16th century tomb of Gian Giacomo Medici and the jeweled gold reliquary of San Carlo Borromeo in the octagonal Borromeo chapel leading off the crypt. Behind the high altar, the choir has deeply carved panels, and misericords under the seats. In the south sacristy is the treasury with gold and silver work dating from the 4th to the 17th century. A walk on the roof of the cathedral is an impressive experience offering views across the city and extending on clear days to the snow-covered Alps. An elevator ascends all but the last 73 steps to the platform of the dome. Leonardo da Vinci's Last Supper
the Gothic Brit Church of Santa Maria del Grezi, in the Corso Magenta, was begun about 1465, and its massive six-sided dome in the finest early Renaissance style was designed by Bramante, one of Italy's most influential Renaissance architects. The church, and adjoining refectory, which holds Leonardo da Vinci's Last Supper, were badly damaged in World War II, and during their repair work, old scraffito paintings in the dome were brought to light. At the end of the north aisle is the Baroque chapel of the Madonna del Grezi, with an altarpiece of the Madonna. But the reason most tourists visit Santa Maria del Grezi is to see da Vinci's most famous work painted on the refectory wall of the former Dominican monastery. The Senecolo Vinciano, as it is called here, was painted on the wall in tempera between 1495 and 1497. Galleria Vittorio Emanuel II, luxury shops and elegant cafes. Forming one side of Piazza del Diolo and opening on the other side to Piazza della Scala. The Grand Galleria Vittorio Emanuele II was designed by Giuseppe Mangani and built between 1865 and 1877. It was then the largest shopping arcade in Europe, with a dome soaring 48 meters above its mosaic floor. Marking the beginning of modern architecture in Italy, Today it stands as a splendid example of 19th century industrial iron and glass construction. And it's still a beautiful, vibrant place where locals meet for lunch or coffee in its elegant cafes and browse in its luxury shops. It is so much a part of local life that the inhabitants of Milan refer to it as El Salotón, the Salon. Castellos Forzesco The Castellos Forzesco held by the Visconti and the Sforza families who ruled Milan from 1277 to 1447 and from 1450 to 1535 respectively, was built in 1368 and rebuilt in 1450. The 70-meter tower de Filaret is a 19-5 reproduction of the original Gay Tower. The Castello houses the Musée del Castellos Forzisco, a series of museums, one of which features sculpture. The collection includes the Pietà Randonimi, Michelangelo's last masterpiece, brought here in 1953 from the Palazzo Randonimi in Rome. The picture gallery includes paintings by Bellini, Caradio, Mantigna, Bergognone, Foppa, Lotto, Tintoretto and Antonello da Messina. Between the two rear courtyards of the Castello, a passage leads into the park, originally the Garden of the Dukes of Milan and later a military training ground. Pinacotca di Breda The Renaissance Palazzo di Breda, built between 1651 and 1773, was originally a Jesuit college but since 1776 has been the Academia di Belle Academy of Fine Arts. Along with a library and observatory, it contains the Pinacotca di Breda, one of Italy's finest art museums.
Much of the art was acquired as churches closed or were demolished, and the museum is especially strong in paintings by Northern Italian masters. As you enter through the courtyard, you'll see an 1809 monument to Napoleon I by the sculptor Kineva. Notable among 15th century pictures are works by Mantigna, Madonna in the Ring of Angels' Heads and Lamentation. The Venetian masters are represented by Giovanni Bellini, Lamentation and two Madonnas, Paolo Veronese, Titan, Count Antonio Porcia and Saint Jerome, and Tintoretto, Finding of Saint Mark's Body and Descent from the Cross, and portraits by Lorenzo Lotto and Giovanni Battista Moroni. The most famous picture in the gallery is Raphael's Marriage of the Virgin, Los Posilizio, the finest work of his first period. Outstanding among foreign masters are Rembrandt, the portraits of women, including the artist's sister, Blandi Varisike, Princess Amelia of Solms, Rubens, Last Supper, and El Greco, St. Francis. Opera at Titro La Scala Considered the most prestigious opera house in the world, La Scala has rung with the music of all the great operatic composers and singers, and its audiences, the theatre seats 2,800 people, are known, and feared, as the most demanding in Italy. The season begins in early December and runs through May, but tickets are often difficult to come by. The best way of getting tickets is through your hotel concierge but it's worth checking at the box office. Sant'Ambrogio The Church of Sant'Ambrogio was founded in 386 by St. Ambrose, who was born in Milan and is the city's patron saint. The present church is a masterpiece of Romanesque architecture, built in the 12th century around a choir from an earlier 9th century church. There's a lot to see here, beginning with the large portico also from the 9th century, and the atrium, whose carved stone capitals and portal rank it high among Europe's best examples of the Romanesque period. Cemetery Monumental With all of Italy's magnificent architecture and art from ancient Greek and Roman, medieval, and Renaissance eras, it's easy to forget that Italy also has some outstanding examples from the Art Nouveau period, known here as Style Liberty. Cemetery Monumental, near Stazione Porta Garibaldereil Station, is an outdoor gallery of Art Nouveau sculptures, many by noted Italian sculptors. Behind a monumental and flamboyant striped marble portico, these monuments mark the tombs of Milan's rich and famous from the late 1800s through the mid-20th century. A map in English helps you find the most outstanding examples. San Maurizio and the Archaeology Museum To many, the interior of the Church of San Maurizio is the most beautiful in Milan. Built in the early 1500s as the church for a convent of Benedictine nuns, the entire interior is covered in frescoes of biblical scenes. Not only are these by some of the best Lombard artists of the 16th century, principally Bernardino Luini and his sons, but the colors of the paintings are as vivid as if they would been painted yesterday. The long nave is divided into two sections, the rear one reserved as the nun's choir. 
The extensive monastery was built over the ruins of the Roman circus and portions of the Roman balls, all now part of the Civico Museo Archaeologico, Archaeology Museum, where you can see these excavated remains of Roman Milan. Naviglio For the young people who frequent the Canersai cafes and music clubs, Naviglio is one of the top things to do in Milan at night. Although it's the most active in the evening, go in the daytime for the boutiques and artists' workshops, and for the restaurants and frequent festivals held here. From the outside, this church on a shopping street not far from Piazza del Duomo seems relatively small and unimpressive. Step inside to see that it is quite grand, it's majestic, deep, vaulted sanctuary stretching into an apse that's nearly the length of the main part of the church. Or is it? Keep your eyes on it as you walk forward, and watch as it melts into an almost completely flat wall behind the altar. It's all an optical illusion, a very clever trick played by the architect Bramante to give grandeur to a church with only a limited space. Poggi Pezzoli Museum An elegant old patrician house is the setting for this art museum, which originated in the 19th century as the private collection of Gian Giacomo Poggi Pezzoli and his mother, Rosa Trevisio. Highlights are paintings by Botticelli, Mantegna. Piero della Francesca, Garbi, and other artists, as well jewelry, silver, bronzes, porcelains, Etruscan pottery, armor, and weapons. Textiles in the museum include Flemish and Persian carpets, tapestries, a large collection of handwork lace, and a very rare embroidery designed by Botticelli. Museo Baghetti Valsecai Several things make this an especially interesting place to visit. Two brothers in the 19th century spent their lives collecting furnishings and decorative arts to make the interior of their Renaissance Palazzo look as it might have appeared originally. Not only will you see a home of that era in a livable state, as opposed to just rooms of display cases and walls of paintings, but you can follow their collecting process through the excellent English signage. So you get to share a bit of the excitement of the chase amid the historical and artistic information about each piece. Most of all, though, it's nice to see the furniture, tapestries, glassware, books, children's items, and paintings by Renaissance masters in a household setting. Leonardo da Vinci National Museum of Science and Technology Housed in a former Olivetan monastery, the museum illustrates the history of science and technology from the work of early scientists into modern times. Of particular interest is the Leonardo da Vinci gallery with working models of many of his inventions and machinery, created from da Vinci's drawings. In the physics exhibits are apparatus used by Galileo, Newton, and Volta, and there are sections relating to optics, acoustics, telegraphy transport, shipping, railroads, flying, metallurgy, motor vehicles, timekeeping, and timber. In all, more than 15,000 technical and scientific objects represent the history of Italian science, technology, and industry. Santo Storgio
The Romanesque Basilica of San Pistoggio was built in the 12th and 13th centuries, and its fine campanile was added a century later. The facade was not added until 1863. Look beyond the choir to find the Cappella Portinari, by Michelozzo in 1462-68, one of the earliest examples of Renaissance architecture. The frescoes are by Vincenzo Foppa. Not far from San Pustagio is another church, San Lorenzo Maggiore, dating from the early Christian period. Its Renaissance dome was added in 1574, but the mosaics in the chapel of St. Aquilinus are from the 4th century. In front of the church, the portico of 16 Corinthian columns is the largest surviving monument of Roman Mediolanum. Civica Galleria Diati Moderna, Modern Art Gallery. Napoleon's residence when he occupied Milan, this palace facing the Giardini Publici was new when Napoleon commandeered it. Today, it retains its original stucco work and decorative details inside, which adds to its interest as a showcase for Milan's extensive collection of modern art. The emphasis is on Italian art, from 19th century Romanticism to post-Impressionists, but the collections are far broader, with works by Renoir, Picasso, Matisse, Rayoult, Modigliani, Duffy, and Buillard. There is an extensive group of neoclassical sculpture by Canova and his contemporaries.